the MoneyWeb Crypto Podcast, where we discuss all things crypto-related. Your host, Kieran Ryan. Bitcoin is down by half of what it was in November last year. It's a story we've heard over and over again. In early May, Bitcoin was down to $28,000. But as so often happens during these price dips, Bitcoin whales emerged from the shadows and started buying and accumulating at these lower prices. But what has really spooked the market this week is Terra USD, a stablecoin pegged to the US dollar. That peg snapped this week with Terra USD with just 48 US cents. What's going on here? At the same time, we have Bitcoin recognized as legal tender in El Salvador, as well as new countries like Central African Republic, Honduras Special Economic Zone, and even the city of Lugano in Switzerland. So while there's good news on the one hand, with the growing adoption of Bitcoin, the price was crashing and there was red all over the streets this week. Where are we in the crypto cycle? Is this the calm before the storm? And can it rebound? Joining us to sort all of this out is Richard D'Souza, CEO and founder of Altcoin Trader. Hi, Richard. Thanks for joining us once again. First of all, give us your take on what happened with Terra USD this week and maybe start off explaining what Terra USD is. Karen, thanks very much once again for having me on the show. I'm always excited to come and share crypto with people, a topic that I'm very passionate about. What we are currently experiencing is history in the crypto space. This is by no means way, shape or form, just another crash. There are things behind it with the lunar ecosystem that have driven the cryptocurrency down in what a lot of people are referring to as a death spiral. And to unpack and understand exactly what has happened in the market, I think it will show that this is just not, not another general crash. A lot of people saying that the market is down because of tech stocks being down in general. We know that the um, uh, stocks in general are also down. Um, in addition to that, obviously, we've had the Fed uh, raising the interest rate by 50 basis points. But all of these are just the tip of the iceberg. What has really caused um, the crypto market to plummet is, of course, the fiasco that we are seeing with uh, UST, which is the algorithmically backed um, stablecoin. So it's important to note that, that this stablecoin is not backed one-to-one -one, um, by dollars like other stablecoins that we see in the marketplace. This is backed by an algorithm. And without getting too deep into it, because I think that's beyond the scope of this interview, the way it works is that there's a, a sister coin or a coin that uh, works with this called Luna. And the idea is that every time you burn Luna, you can get dollars. Every time you burn dollars, you can get Luna. And these two things are meant to keep the peg of the algorithmic stablecoin. Now, what happened was, and there is, it is rife with conspiracy, but a lot of what we've monitored on the blockchain has suggested that uh, big whales bought up huge amounts of um, USDT. And... What they did is they actually got Do Kwan, who is the uh, founder of UST, to buy and shore up the reserves with Bitcoin. What they were actually doing is getting ready to short Bitcoin and make him dump the Bitcoin that he had bought at the time for 42 odd thousand US dollars. He would eventually end up having to sell it for 30 odd thousand dollars. 
Now, what makes this so interesting is because when they started to dump masses of UST on the market, obviously the market panicked. Then there's a lot of VC capital. There's a lot of people that had a huge interest in making sure that this UST did not lose its peg. And that, of course, caused all of these entities to start selling crypto to buy UST to try and get the peg back to $1. Obviously, the more people involved, the more people trying to save the UST project, the more the entire crypto market would plummet. So we had masses of selling pressure on not only um, Luna and UST, but on Bitcoin, on Ethereum. And of course, we know once Bitcoin goes, the entire market follows. So very quickly, in a nutshell, that is what has happened to cause the price to fall. What I've been saying to people is the canary in the coal mine is just simply look at Luna price and the UST price. If that either flushes out and this project is dead, or if that restores peg to $1, we can expect to see uh, markets going back to normal. Until those things happen, we can expect absolutely chaos in my hand. Right. Just to be clear, UST is the uh, the code for Terra USD. So um, a little bit of background there. It used to be, I think it was the third largest stable coin. So stable coins are a subset within the crypto space where the, they, they're coins backed by real assets, usually the US dollar. Sometimes it's a metal like gold. But uh, the largest of these stable coins is Tether. Uh, the next one is USD coin or USDC. And it was the third, I believe, Terra USD, uh, which has now slipped way, way down the rankings there because of what happened this week. The rumor was that uh, the largest asset manager in the world, BlackRock, actually did a kind of a raid on uh, this uh, on, on UST. That's the code for uh, Terra USD, and it did that in in collaboration with Citadel. Of course, that's been denied by both BlackRock and Citadel that they had any involvement in this. But there clearly were big whales who were moving in on this, and it almost looks like a George Soros-style attack on uh, cryptos generally because it's brought everything down with it. What's your take on this? Do, do you see that this is a kind of a Wall Street attack? Kieran, I'm, I'm normally someone that always shies away from conspiracy theories. But in this instance, and the evidence is clear on the blockchain, while we might not know who the players were that coordinated this, and I'm going to use the word attack, it is clear from the evidence on the blockchain by the movement that, that we've been tracking, and a lot of people are obviously um, highlighting on Twitter that something um, has happened. So it has definitely been attacked. If it hasn't been attacked, the movement of large amounts of funds by whales is ridiculously coincidental, um, causing this to fall. So I know that um, that is the general sentiment. I certainly believe that the, the coincidence is just too great for this to be anything other than a coordinated attack to destabilize UST. And as you say, that is the Terra stablecoin. It was, in fact, the third largest stablecoin. It is currently trading at 17 cents. So we can see that it has caused absolute mayhem. We've heard people, um, some people taking their lives over this incident, people losing their houses, people not being able to pay their rent. I mean, scrolling through Trevor, uh, through Twitter, the absolute devastation of what this has done to individuals and the market as a whole is nothing short of a dramatic, horrific 
historic event that we'll remember in crypto for many years going forward. Do you think this is going to have a, a lasting effect on, on Bitcoin or do you think we, we flush out this? This is an anomaly in the crypto market. And once we flush out that anomaly, we'll see a return and a bounce back in the, in the Bitcoin price and other cryptos as well. I certainly don't think this has any permanent effect on the uh, long-term viability of cryptocurrencies as a whole. And thereby, of course, not on the price. We will see an upturn. But an interesting thing that we might just notice right now is what this has also done is it's allowed the regulators to step in and say, you see, I told you so. We've given the international regulators a huge stick. And the crypto market is in a very, very fragile position right now with people reeling with blood in the street. We can have, and what could possibly happen in the days to come is we could have a couple of misunderstood comments from the regulators and the authorities, which could cause the markets to go into a further downward spiral. Um, only time is gonna tell, and we're going to see if the regulators take advantage of this opportunity. And I'm sure that they are going to say, I told you so, we need to put regulation. Um, algorithmically backed stable coins have once again failed. This is not the first time that it's failed. A very interesting fact, it is also rumored that Do Kwan, the founder of um, Terra UST, this is his second failed algorithmic stable coin. Not a lot of people knowing that, but his name has come up in other projects where this type of thing has failed in the past. So it's that also raises a lot of eyebrows and concerns and gives the regulators an opportunity to question stable coins as a whole. Yeah, I, I think uh, just a, another point of clarification is the, 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 the big stable coins like Tether and USDC, those are audited. In other words, they're fully backed by liquid assets such as US dollars. It's not entirely US dollars, it's sometimes it's treasuries and other uh, liquid assets. What was different about this one, as you said, an algorithmic stable coin, it was based on a, a computer code. So you had these two sister coins, the Luna and the Terra, where they would feed off each other. And it was supposed to be very clever. And it was an ingenious method, I think, of maintaining a peg. But as has been pointed out, when, when it gets to be a coin worth $24 billion, it, it just becomes very ripe for disruption and attack. And, and I think that's what happened. So, of course, if you, you read the press on this, a lot of people are saying, well, the regulators have to step in now. Um, you know, is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? I think that's going to be debated for weeks and months to come. But it's certainly given them the ammunition they need to, to jump in and, and say, okay, we're going to define what a stable coin is. And, uh, and what a stable coin is not. What, what do you think? Do, do, do we need some regulation here or is the market going to sort these things out in the normal course of events? You know, obviously, regulation is long-term bullish for cryptocurrency because it's going to bring a lot of the money that is currently on the sidelines into the main crypto space. But I don't think that crypto, that regulation right now on stable coins is really necessary because case in point, this project has failed. Certainly a lot of people have been hurt, but 
what happens is it washes itself out and the coins that are going to stable uh, be stable and valuable in the future are going to still be around. So the regulators stepping in now is pretty much after the fact. The damage has been done. The lessons have been learned. Their input into preventing this from happening again, I don't think is great. The crypto community as a whole has seen this for what it is and will be very cautious going forward. So... You know, we're kind of entering an era where we can no longer expect the government to look after us and we cannot expect regulators to come and solve the problems. And what we've certainly seen is that regulators stepping in, there's a very fine line between them solving problems and protecting people and hindering and hampering innovation. So very difficult question to answer. Um, I would say that at this stage, uh, regulation is good. We need some regulation, but certainly not a heavy-handed regulation in the stablecoin industry. All right, just talking about the crypto cycle generally, Bitcoin being down to 28,000. At one point, it was down to 25,000. Bear in mind, it was at $67,000 in November last year. So that's down by more than half. But again, this is not uh, shouldn't be a shock to people who've been in the crypto space for a while. Back in 2018, Bitcoin dropped 84%. I think it, Ethereum dropped more than 90%. Where are we in the crypto cycle? Well, Kieran, as I said earlier, because this is not your average crash, we still are on very thin ice. And one of the reasons I say that is last night, we saw one of these very well-known, in fact, the largest stablecoin in the world, USDT. We saw it start to slowly lose its peg. It was down to, if I'm not mistaken, the mid-90 cents. Because people were confusing it with USDT and obviously getting very concerned that it would go the same way. Now, fortunately, USDT was able to steady the ship by telling people that there is backed and anyone wanting to withdraw dollars could simply exchange it via a website for their USDT coin and they would be uh, fully backed one-to-one -one with fiat currency. That seems to have steadied the ship, but if that had slipped off of the peg, the devastation to the crypto markets would have been something that we have never seen before. Just to give you some type of idea, UST, the Terra, had 80 billion um, market cap, uh, sorry, 18, one eight, where USDT has got 80 billion. And we are certainly not in a position to weather any type of fail or storm like that. So if, going back to what I said earlier, if the stability of these stable coins can be held, and even if Luna is flushed out and USDT is flushed out and is no longer part of the crypto space, which obviously will be devastating for a lot more people, we can expect the markets to, to return to normal. While this fiasco continues, anything can happen. Right. I, I do see that Terra USD is currently on, on coin market cap is, is trading at about 17 cents. And uh, Tether itself is it's returned to its peg of, of about a dollar but there is an arbitrage opportunity between the different exchanges so for example there was a period yesterday you could buy it on kraken at i think about 98 97 cents and you could sell it on other exchanges so you could make a you could sell it on other exchanges for a dollar so you can make yourself a sort of a two three percent gain there uh, but of course, it would be devastating if some of these other stable coins were to lose their peg as well. It would crash confidence around the whole concept of stable coins, which is the biggest growth area within the crypto space, right? Absolutely. I mean, it, you know, a lot of people have speculated for some time that if, if, if Tether ever lost its peg, we would see absolute devastation in the crypto markets. So 
um, you know, going through this time once again, that is also another canary in the coal mine, something to look for. If we see it losing its peg, um, the markets are going to slide rapidly. I personally feel confident that it won't lose its peg because of the way that they have um, steadied the ship by telling people that you can get the fiat. We know that there's been a lot of controversy with Tether not wanting to submit to audits and eventually coming out and saying they're not backed one-to-one -one with dollars, but with loans and other assets. And as I said, looking at an $80 um, billion market cap, this is certainly something that could be very, very troublesome. I think the other thing that must be worrying about all of this is if we now talk about collateralized lending, uh, you can take your, your Ethereum and your Bitcoin and you can borrow against that on these various decentralized finance marketplaces. Uh, the only thing is that when the value of your collateral drops by a certain percentage, your 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 bitcoin or your ethereum is going to get liquidated and i'm sure this is part of what we're seeing going on here is a lot of people with collateralized loans having their collateral uh, liquidated it's automatically sold it's a smart contract there's no nothing you can do to to intervene intervene in that do you think this is having a, a, an effect on the market at the moment absolutely um specifically with a, a site called anchor protocol which was the one of the main reasons why people were getting into ust anchor protocol was one of those sites that allowed collateral lending and one of the coins that they used was luna uh, luna sorry so of course exactly what you've just described when liquidate when the price of luna started to fall liquidations happened which caused the price to fall more um and you know people were needing to shore up their loans selling other coins back to selling ethereum bitcoin to get funds to shore up their loans to, to prevent liquidation so that is exactly i think karen you hit the nail on the head with that one a lot of selling pressure caused people panicking trying to secure their loans um, once again, causing a death spiral, not only in the lunar or the Terra ecosystem, but in the entire crypto ecosystem. Yeah, I think just to be clear, <laughs> Luna is a uh, is a cryptocurrency. Luno is an exchange which started out in South Africa. They are, they're two very, very different things. What are you experiencing at Alcon Trade in terms of volumes? Uh, volumes, are, I mean, have been a little bit sluggish this year, not so? Absolutely. We, we have seen that there's been a bit of a downturn with volumes. Um, but, you know, whenever we see a crisis with the market going in either direction, up or down, we see huge volumes, um, four to five times what we're normally experiencing. And that's because people, whenever there's activity in the market, are trying to change their position, which causes the market to more exasperate the current direction that it's going into. So, yeah, I mean, I certainly think that there's a very healthy, vibrant and growing uh, crypto uh, community in South Africa. We're seeing that because although volumes might have tipped, uh, ticked down, we are not seeing a downward uh, trend with the amount of clients that we are signing up. So this just indicates that there's more people coming into crypto. And obviously, we all know that the current economic situation, the economy is tough and people do not have a lot of money to invest in crypto. And maybe that is a reasonable explanation as to why we've seen the downtick in the volumes. Right. We're beginning to see the mainstreaming of Bitcoin and cryptos more generally. Uh, you've had Strike, which is a fintech payment processor for the Bitcoin Lightning Network. It's now integrating with Blackhawk Network, the largest payment processor in the world. I talked in the beginning about you know Bitcoin being accepted as legal tender all over the place, even in Russia. 
for the payment of oil. It's really beginning to be integrated into the mainstream in ways that were hardly imaginable a year ago. Where do you see Bitcoin featuring in the financial landscape in the next two to five years? No, Karen, we're seeing adoption stories on Bitcoin basically on a daily basis. And this is something that wasn't happening two years ago. So Bitcoin is going mainstream. But, you know, every time we hit the hurdle like we've hit now and the eyes of the world are on cryptocurrency and we could actually have a further downward turn, which is going to turn a lot of people off of getting involved with crypto. I think that all of the metrics... If we put the price to one side, if we're looking at adoption, we're looking at the amount of addresses that are being created, we're looking at the hash power of the miners, we're looking at every metric that shows that the network is growing. Everything is absolutely off the charts bullish. And it's only a matter of time before we see price and adoption start to um, align with this. So I am incredibly positive with Bitcoin to the medium and long term. And when I say Bitcoin, I mean cryptocurrencies in general. I think that. And and I know this is a very controversial statement, but if you are not at least aware of what is happening in the crypto space and you don't have a basic understanding of cryptocurrency, you might consider that you're not being a financially responsible adult because we are at a time in human society where an alternative financial system is being rolled out in front of our eyes. And it is extremely important that we all are at least aware of what is happening. Very similar to those that said, we don't want to know about the internet. We'll we'll ignore it for now. We know how that played out. And I can see a similar scenario playing out with this alternative financial system. You remain optimistic overall, do you? Absolutely. Without a doubt, in my mind, with everything, the way it's going, cryptocurrencies, Bitcoin is here to stay and the growth potential is immense. I still believe in our lifetime, we see a Bitcoin that is trading at a million US dollars plus. Interesting viewpoints there from Richard D'Souza, CEO of Altcoin Trader. Richard, we're going to leave it there. Fascinating discussion. And uh, I think we've got to keep our eyes on this one over the days and weeks to come. Because I think, as you said in the beginning, this is a watershed event for, for cryptos. And how it survives, that it survives, I think, is not a question. I think how it survives and, and who's left standing, that's going to be the question. Would you agree with that? Absolutely, Karen. Um, you know, I just want to take a second to say my heart goes out to all of those that have lost huge amounts of money, guys. It's never, you know, money is never a factor to take your life or, or to find a permanent solution to a temporary problem. So I am really, uh, you know, very, very sympathetic to the to the community that have lost, in some cases, all their life savings with this UST fiasco. Um, but long-term cryptocurrency, We're going to still see problems in the future, but long term, I'm extremely bullish. I think that it is very sound and it is the evolution of money. Great stuff. Thanks, Richard. Thanks for listening to the MoneyWeb Crypto Podcast, hosted by Kieran Ryan. To listen to our other podcasts, go to moneyweb.co.za or the MoneyWeb app and follow MoneyWeb News for daily updates.